It's time for The Drive on TSN 1200. Sending you home with everything you need to know about sports. Now with A.J. Jakubek, here's Lee Versage. Good afternoon. Welcome to The Drive here on TSN 1200. Lee Versage, A.J. Jakubek, Matt Conesvita with you. Uh, if I were more organized, I would have got in talking sooner. I don't know what this is. It doesn't feel like a... Man, I'm ready to go on a Wednesday tune, AJ, but hey, sometimes that's out of our control. Just like last night's NHL scoreboard. It's a good segue. Hey, Matt. Oh, outstanding. International Women's Day. Yep. So if I can start the show with Beatles or John Lennon, I got to. So very simple to start the show today. John Lennon, woman. Okay. I feel like we need women singing. All female. uh, Yeah. Singers today. I kind of do too. All right. <laughs> Going to be a lot of that. I started with just woman. I guess. I, I can I can get over it. Uh, not my favorite, AJ, but I can get over it. And it was only to trolley because if I can start the show with Beatles or a Beatle, I have to. Yeah, you've done it. But I thought I really professionally segued into not a great night for the Senators on the scoreboard last night. Was it as good of a night? In Embrun. AJ Jackie back home. How are you? Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Yeah, it was a great night. Met uh, the legendary Frogger. You met Frogger last night? Yeah. Okay, you didn't tell me this earlier. Yes, I did. Fantastic. So that was uh, a highlight. Uh, I ended up going to the Etienne Brulee Brasserie. You would have loved, like, your. Uh, that's you a good brewery. Good breweries. Yeah. You need to make your way to Embrun. Okay. For that. You were saying something about an old fire hall? Yeah, it's an old fire hall. Oh, I'm already there. Like, I, I, it doesn't matter. That's my scene right there. Old fire hall turned into a brewery. Let's go. Great spot. By the way, great canteen in Embrun. Top notch. Why, why is it so hard? Like, and I get there's big differences in terms of the best quality fries. And the worst quality fries, but for the most part, it's pretty hard to screw up fries, right? And and you go to the different canteens, and they all do fries pretty well. Why why can't they do a hot dog? Like this place last night, they did a good hot dog, like a really good hot dog. So yeah, shout out to the canteen, and <laughs> big three one Embrun win over Castleman. Okay. We're good, uh good luck continues. We're, we're following along on our phones, watching the out of town scoreboard as uh as the game was progressing. It was a great game and for a while it looked like it might go pretty well for the Ottawa Senators, but oh thanks a lot, Columbus. So the Blue Jackets decided to blue jacket. Yeah. And I th- I think we're at a point right now where it's a pretty definitive two. I I mean not that you can't you're not counting out Florida or or Buffalo or Ottawa for sure. But, you know, Washington's a little bit more of a long shot at this stage, and and, and I think you can say Detroit's done. Yeah, I don't consider Detroit and Washington in the race anymore. It would take a lot for those teams to get back up in it. But I think the Islanders have kind of put their mark down, right? And those those are the experienced teams here that we've seen in the playoffs for you know, at least the last 
five years or so. Islanders missed last year. So those are the teams that have put down their mark. And now the other teams have to find a way to catch them. And the Islanders in particular, they only have 16 games left. Nine of those games are against non-playoff teams. They got a West Coast trip, Anaheim and San Jose. They got some Columbus oh. and Montreal and Philadelphia. That doesn't sound good. No, it, it's going to be. And that's why that game against the Chicago Blackhawks, right? Is a kick in the you know where. But mm-hmm. in the end, Ottawa, they have to control what they can control, right? Because when you lose last, when you lose games like you did against Chicago, it it makes nights like last night that much more difficult, where you are relying on help, and when you're relying on the Columbus Blue Jackets for help, probably not going to get it, and you didn't get it. Yeah, unfortunately, you were just teased that you might have got it last night, right? Like this wasn't three nothing Pittsburgh, and by the time you turn on the television to find out the score or check your app, you're like, yeah, we're not getting any help. No, you check the score, and it's four nothing Columbus. You're like, oh my god. They're going to get some big help. Oh, no, they're not. And it was 4-1 for a long time, you know, going into the third period. Well, I didn't know that. I I checked our group text, and all of a sudden, they saw a tie game. I'm like, what? Yeah, it was 4-1 for quite a long time going into the third period. You would think three-goal lead going into the third. You should be able to handle that. But apparently Columbus can't. (laughs) Might have been joking about uh, the fact that CBJ stands for Connor Bedard is jacked not to play for the Blue Jackets. You'd probably choose there, though. Or would you? Where would you choose? I would choose Columbus over Arizona or Chicago, personally, for Connor Bedard. But that would just be my trying to take a bias out of it. One particular person why I wouldn't want him to go there, but. I think Columbus, for me, would be the best landing spot. From what standpoint? From the standpoint of... For him? For for him and the league. Or for the league. Well, to me, that could vault Columbus back up into what Pittsburgh was in before they got Sidney Crosby. Like, I, I look at that the same way. Pittsburgh was in massive trouble. Massive trouble. Quite frankly, it, it's it's a subjective answer, right? Well, like of course it is. I'm just telling no you what right, I would prefer. There's no right or wrong. I'd I'd be okay with. To be honest, I would be okay with him going there. I just said I don't want to see him go to Arizona because of the way mm-hmm. they're building right now. And maybe they change as soon as Bedard gets there. But I don't want to see Bedard playing in a place where they're going to be bad for five years. I, I'm frustrated enough with McDavid. You know, we're we're coming up almost on a decade, right? We're eight years. Mm-hmm. He's been to the conference finals once, and they're still they're a better than average hockey team. The Edmonton Oilers, like you, you wouldn't say, and, and I would say they are Stanley Cup contenders just because of those two, but not because of what we see consistently on the ice from the Edmonton Oilers, right? And I guess I just don't want to see Connor Bedard eight years in. In an organization Mm -hmm. that is still just trying to find their way to Stanley Cup contention. And I feel like if he went to Arizona, 
right? Columbus actually, you know, Kent Johnson and some other really good young pieces, right? That might be a really good spot for him. All right. We have a little bit of breaking news yeah. here. Uh, Cam Talbot, three weeks. It's going to be out of the lineup. Massive blow to the Ottawa yeah. Senators here. Like this well, is, this is as bad as it can get because in your push now, you were holding on to Cam Talbot and not bringing somebody else in because that was your own rental. Well, your own rental is gone for pretty much the rest of the month until April. And that, AJ, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome that. It is a lot to ask of two young goaltenders that have not played a lot of NHL hockey. Might be for the team. There'll be no cheating anymore. Like maybe it, it will make the team play a little bit better, a little bit more uh, consciously defensive hockey so that they can help their goaltenders and they're only going to win if like DJ Smith always talks about the odd man rushes. Now they're really good at not giving them up and they gave up a ton against Chicago. Well, you can't do that anymore. You couldn't do it anyway. But if you were hoping to get a, a veteran guy to bail you out of a couple of situations, you're not going to get that anymore. And you might have to play a little bit differently in front of both Mad Sogard and expecting that Kevin Mandelazy would get a few games. Oh yeah, he's going to have to. We we've talked yeah. about the back to backs and, right. and like you can't lose Mad Sogard, right? That would be the absolute. You can't be like, oh, we got right. They'll have eighteen games left. By the time they're done Seattle and going to the back-to-back, and you can't be, well, this is a big back-to-back. No, you're going to have to split those back-to-backs, every one of them, based on his injury history, and in particular this year, in back-to-back. So, look, Mandelazy's 2-0, and so that's good, and, and Sogard's been pretty good here as well. It is a lot to ask two young goalies. Let's see what happens, right? I mean, the... Unthinkable when it comes to goaltending seems to happen when they rack up the injuries like this. Yep. Most notably Andrew Hammond. Well, what is it about this town and goalies going back to, you know, I, I don't really recall in depth before Dominic Hasek, but you think of Dominic Hasek, right? Mm-hmm. And then you think of Craig Anderson. Robin Leonard, and just the situation that's unfolding right now. It, it, Matt Murray, right? It just feels like over the course of the last seventeen years, at least. Pascal Leclerc. Yeah, Thank there's you. another one. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, it just feels like there's a lot of guys that just can't stay healthy here for whatever reason, and and I'm not suggesting it's anything in the water or anything they're doing. It's just, it's a lot of bad luck here. Starting with Dominic Hasek in, in 2006. Yeah. I mean, there's just no argument there. I mean, to have had some of the things that have happened to the goaltenders have just been, been crazy. And how many goalies has Belleville had? I heard the list earlier. It was like three or four guys I never really heard of. Yeah, and Dylan Ferguson, I mean, they signed him to an NHL deal, yeah. which is good, right? Because guess what? You might need some. And, and he had a real good Western League career in Kamloops and mm-hmm. was drafted by Dallas. So there is there is some pedigree there. 
But yeah, I mean, the good news is when these two guys have been paired together, right? They've been pretty good. Yeah, good that, friends. That, yeah. That's what started the run. And that started questions on, okay, should they trade Cam Talbot? Because they can go with these two guys. And I was in the Woe Nelly category just because you know that Sogard's dealt with injuries this year and Mandalese at his best is great, but, you know, has been plagued by inconsistency. But the good news is when he's been up in Ottawa, he's played really well. So hopefully they can get both these guys to play at a certain level. But but you're right. This is down to the team not hanging them out to dry like they hung Sogard out to dry. And, and Brady Kachuk even said so mm-hmm. after the game following their disappointing effort against Chicago. Well, the coach has just spoken. It's not very long. So here's DJ Smith uh, speaking to the media just now. Kevin Mandelazzi still here, coach. Uh, can you give us an update on Cam? Yeah, uh, they're telling me three weeks. Um, so uh, it is what it is. We'll keep grinding. Um, Mando's giving us some good starts, but uh, obviously uh, Sogi will be the guy we run with here. Okay. You've got some options, obviously, following that loss to Chicago here. Is, are you apt to make some change to your lineup? Uh, we thought about it. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it again after practice. Um, and how guys looked out there, and we'll make the decision in the morning. Patrick Brown gets in on a practice uh, opportunity here. Um, what do you know about him? What do you expect from him when he does get in? Hard, um, detailed, um, plays the right way, penalty killer, can win some face-offs. Um, you know, on the road, you're going to need that, um, and we're looking to get him in tomorrow. You approach tomorrow night's game as the approach play the right way? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this team scores and scores in bunches, odd man rushes. They can get up the ice. Um, they have big D, active D. Um, you know, so we talked about that a little bit, but more or less just do what we do. But you talked all season about uh, kind of looking at things month by month, you know, being over 500 December, January, February. Do you kind of look in this final quarter of the season at this road trip as a, a smaller version of that? Yeah, uh, no different March. Just look at March, and it's our toughest month. We talked about it. We're two and one. Um, no game can be bigger than another one. At the time, they seem bigger, um, but you got to be over five hundred in March. Give yourself a chance. And that's it from DJ Smith talking to the media. Uh, you heard Gord Wilson in there, but three weeks for Cam Talbot, and it is what it is. Well, Matt Sogard is going to be able to run with it, right? That's. That's going to be their number one guy. This is not going to be a battle for the net. No, it could become that if Solgard struggles. But in the meantime, Mandelazzi's going to be asked to play a handful of games, right? You, you would think one of the games Saturday or Sunday, mm-hmm. right? You're going with Solgard in Seattle. You're going with Solgard in Edmonton. And then you're splitting in Calgary and Vancouver in whatever order. So that's... He's been he's shown he's been capable, at least here, of coming in and and playing in the odd game, right? Two and oh. So that's that's a good thing. But it's gonna be so guards and real opportunity for him. This is a guy we we heard from Pierre Dorian, right? Arizona was asking about him. They're asking about him. Mm-hmm. They're asking about Tyler Clevin. They're gonna ask they're asking about Ridley Gregg. They weren't giving up any of those guys. So that has to be a shot of confidence, right? When you know you were coveted by another organization, but your organization said no, 
We're not willing to go down that road. We believe in this guy. Great opportunity for him. Right? I mean, and you've been asking for a long, long time, at least since Forsberg went down, like, what are you doing next year? What are you doing? I I think Sogard has an opportunity to at least answer part of that question by how he plays between now and the end of the season. Because if he plays really well between now and the end of the season, I think you feel pretty confident that you're coming back with him as one of your goalies. Well, there's no better opportunity because you mentioned if Sogard does struggle, they'll be too far down the road that they'll be out of a playoff race. By the time Mandelizzi starts playing more than Sogard, if Sogard struggled, because they're going to go with Sogard until he struggles. And hopefully he doesn't. But you just mentioned it. Like, you think about all the things. You appear Dorian saying NHL ready. In his, in his press conference, the last time we talked, Mad Sogard, the last thing I wrote in my notebook, February 1st, NHL ready. There's a vote of confidence for you as a player. You've come in. You've played well. I'm sure he, like the rest of the team, would have liked to have played a little bit better against Chicago, but he wasn't the reason they lost. So now it's you. Like, there is nobody else. If Kevin Mandelis is playing a bunch of games, they're not in it anymore. So it's you to get to where you want to be. And if you want to be part of the team, you want to be considered to be the number one goalie, the, the number two goalie, you want to be an NHL player on the Senators team next year, this is your chance. Go and show them right now that you can come back on short rest. It doesn't have to be a back-to-back, but I mean, you can be sharp coming back on one day's rest. You can be the guy to help this team in the next three or four weeks to at least push for a playoff spot. There is no better opportunity because there's nobody else. It's Mad Sogard's net now. That's it. And, I mean, we've been around long enough, you know, there's a different mentality with goalies when they... From Mad Sogard thinking, okay, I'm sitting on the bench, Cam Talbot's playing well. You know, yeah, they'll ask me to play a couple of games here and there. But if Cam Talbot keeps playing well in the push, I'm going to have to go in and play two or three really good games in the month of March. Well, now that mentality's completely changed. Now I have to be the guy. I'm the number one guy, and that's it. It begins and ends with me. And players think differently when that's put upon them. We'll see how he handles it. It's an amazing opportunity for him. Makes it a little bit more interesting down the stretch. I mean, not in the way you'd want as a Senators fan, but... But you're right. Maybe it answers a question for next year if something goes really well here. Kind of puts them back into that underdog mentality a little bit. And I think the DNA of this organization, and, and I get you want to eventually get away from that, is that pesky Sands type mentality, right? They seem to play their best hockey Yep, when they're counted out. We'll, we'll see if that continues here with, you know, what isn't ideal, but it's the hand that they've been dealt when it comes to their goalies. All right. We have a lot to talk about now with the Ottawa Senators with this news coming down. What, what do you think about Matt Sogard taking the net right now? Can the Senators get there? With Mad Sogard. Got a good show for you. James Darwin, University of Ottawa men's basketball coach. 
They go in as the number two seed into the national championships out east this weekend. So he'll join us. Uh, No Dave Smart today, but he'll be on tomorrow. So if you're looking for your Dave Smart 305 fix, uh, he'll be on tomorrow, AJ. But at 305, they get a good replacement. Terry Gray's coming on. Former host of BN Sports. Lives in the area. Got a lot of background in soccer, curling, and more. And I think a really interesting story as well. No longer in broadcasting. And we'll let you know what she's doing. Uh, International Women's Day today. And got the Briar going on. AJ, there's a massive game going on right now. Is it wildcard one against wildcard two? No, but it's Nova Scotia against wildcard two. And it's kind of winner moves on, loser goes home. Who's wildcard two? Well, you wouldn't even know, AJ. Hey, It's Reed Carruthers. But you wouldn't even know unless I told you that because WC2 is Reed Carruthers. But he's got to beat Nova Scotia today to, to move on. So we'll talk about the Briar as well. Lever Sage, AJ Jakubek, Matt Conesvita here on The Drive on TSN 1200. Let's get back to The Drive on the home of the Sens, TSN 1200. Welcome back to The Drive, Lever Sage, AJ Jakubek, Matt Conesvita. Some texts coming in at 12 1200. Yeah, I got one from Dr. Bob. Where's Dr. Bob? So he says, Hey there, AJ Lee, Matt. Sogard is ready and we'll go undefeated on the rest of the road trip. Play Mandel only Sunday in Calgary. In Idaho on the drive to Seattle for the win. There we go. Dr. Bob's positive. Safe travels. That's pretty cool what Dr. Bob's doing. How many games? Over 60. It's going to be over 60 by. The time all is said and done, and he's is that the game in Chicago, and it's a long trip from Chicago to Seattle, but he's in Idaho and car camping. Okay, I'm I'm just looking up, AJ. How long is it from? Well, he said he was going through Des Moines, so that's not necessarily the quickest way. Quickest way. I don't think so. Certainly my uh, Google Maps didn't think so, but you know what? Google Maps isn't always right. I get that. And sometimes you have destinations along the way that you want to go see. Maybe you really wanted to see Des Moines. Well, be be like you. Is he going anywhere near the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota? Probably not. It's about two extra hours the way you went. It's about 30 hours... The northern route and 32 Mm. through Nebraska and Wyoming. Maybe you wanted to see Salt Lake City. Well, Dr. Bob, we're asking questions. If you're listening, let us know. Yeah, I just, my Google map gave me three different routes. 32, 33, and 34 hours. And they're all completely different routes. So... Depends on what you want to see. I mean, you went to South Dakota for lunch, didn't you? Was that? No. Where'd you go for lunch? And like, just to go there and say you went there for lunch. And then you you came back. I thought that was South Dakota. South Dakota. I just literally drove into South, Co- South Dakota, stopped, set foot on the land. 
Oh, took a picture. Didn't even have didn't lunch. Didn't even have lunch. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> Went back to the other. Uh... Right. So I've spent. Of all the 50 states, I have not spent a lot of time in South Dakota. <laughs> it was probably five minutes. But outside of the airport, because it really bothers me when people say, oh, I've been to, I've been to Chicago. I went to O'Hare. Like, that's not going to Chicago. No, I've got four countries. It would be Egypt, Lebanon, Panama, and Iceland that I don't count. Airports. Right. Because you didn't get out and spend any time. No, I, I wanted a, to in Egypt, a, but... Picture by the sign in South Dakota and then go right back into wherever you came from. What borders South Dakota on the, the south? Like, south Dakota, what state Iowa. You, Iowa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I was at 45 states and I felt that I, I specifically, it was this time of year. It was this time of year next weekend because it was the first weekend of March Madness. And I wanted to go somewhere to see March Madness. And I figured, well, Kansas City, I can cross off four states. Saw a basketball game in Iowa. Mm -hmm. Spent the night in Omaha. Drove up to South Dakota and then came back and saw the University of Kansas and had great barbecue in Kansas. Had already been to Missouri. So that got me to 49 and New Mexico eventually was 50. Dr. Bob's going to be hitting a lot of spots. He's going to, that number's going to be going up for him after this trip. Yes, it will. It's quite the trip. Yeah. Go to Chicago, then Seattle, and then Vancouver and Calgary and Edmonton, and then find your way home. That's a long, that's a, I don't like that drive. I've done that drive three times, Ottawa to Edmonton, or back, and the third time, through the U.S., because that, doesn't matter if you do the northern route through Kappa's casing or the other route through the Sioux. That's not a fun drive. You you learn in a hurry. I mean, you can see it on a map, but you learn in a hurry how big this country is, and in particular, how big Ontario is. Yeah. I couldn't imagine doing it, and I love driving, and I love doing new things. I have never driven across the country, and so I would love to do that. But imagine going from here to Chicago, to Seattle, to Vancouver, to Calgary, to Edmonton. And then when you leave Edmonton, you're like, I got to go all the way home. Yeah, that that part of it sounds fun, right? Like for me, I'm listening listening to all this and I'm like, yeah, I love getting, like I like driving. So I like getting in the car and going and some some long days, Mm -hmm. 12, 15 hours, whatever they might be. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Maybe flip through the radio station, see what you're going to get. That's why they paired you and I on the road for so long. But then once you get to the Edmonton part, I'd be like, okay, I'd kind of like to leave the car here now and, and fly home. Right. Do flare for 109 bucks. Pretty jealous of what Dr. Bob doing right now. He has talked, has he talked about the expenses? Curious to know how much a 60 game season would cost. Maybe when I'm retired. I mean, a few friends can do the whole 82 and playoffs would be fun. Cheers from Tim, the lifeguard. Mailman Dave says, queue up the Sogard run to the playoffs. And then another text comes in. I think they can make the playoffs with Sogard, but I think it's more about how the team plays in front of them. Doesn't matter who's in nets. If you leave them out to dry and get in their heads, 
when down a couple goals, they will make it. On another note, Shabbat should be on the third pair for a while, making poor decisions. Not blaming him for everything, but he's making a lot of mistakes. From John. Well, you've got options, right? That's the thing. You've you've got options. I kind of like the night he played 19 minutes, right? And if you're playing better, you play 23. If you're not playing very well, you got a couple of other options. I to me, it's not about one, pair one, pair two, pair three. Mm-hmm. It's about who's going. And if you're not playing well, doesn't mean you you're benched, but you're going with the other guys more. And what a luxury that they have now where they have not had that previously, right? When you're building up in the last couple of years, if your stars aren't going, you're just not going to win because you can't go to the other guys that much. But now you can, especially on defense. And I think DJ Smith should be coaching that way in the last games of the season. Somebody's not going, sorry. We need to make it. Like, can't have you out there for your normal 22, 23 minutes. I don't care who it is. There, there's been a lot of development here, which is great. The last 19 games here of this season, he needs to be coaching as if it's not about development. Now, now maybe that changes in five games, right? Maybe you, you could be out of it in five games. That's the unfortunate part of where the Ottawa Senators are at. But for the here and now, I'd be coaching every game not worried about next year, right? Not worried about anyone's feelings. Not worried about Thomas Shabbat's feelings, quite frankly. Well, nobody's. You're coaching with who's going to win the game, and that's it. Because let's be honest, fair or not, he's probably coaching for his job here, too. He's coaching to be in consideration for his job. Yeah, I would agree. Fair or not, right? Like, that's that's the reality. Well, fair or not fair. Like, he's been that's, a coach for a while. That's just the business. The ownership's going to change, and everything's could be different. There's there's no... There's nobody safe when the ownership changes. If this team misses the playoffs, it's because of 6-12-1. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. What's been the problem, right? That the the problem with this team for four years, and in particular, let's just go last three years, right? I mean, from January of the COVID season to last year to this year, they've they've started dreadfully in all three years. So if you miss the playoffs because of that start, it, it's pretty tough to kind to to just look at the situation and say. This is the guy that's going to do it for us at the start of the year, mm-hmm. right? I, I know they can play better hockey when we get to a certain point in time of the season, but they desperately needed a good start this year, and they didn't get it. And in the end, that might be his undoing. They make the playoffs, then I think you bring them back. Yeah, and that's up for somebody else to decide Yeah, when the ownership changes. but. If they don't make the playoffs and they don't push now, it's going to be hard for a new group to come in and say, this should be the guy. Anyways, from that perspective, right? 
And he's he's not a dumb guy. No. Everyone in the business knows that. You'd know that. Mm-hmm. You've been given four years. Now you've been given every every piece here. Now, doesn't mean you haven't faced adversity. You lost your, you know, who was at your time, your number one center. He's probably your number two right now. He's a big piece, Josh Norris. Yes. Regardless. And now you've lost your two starting goalies, so I get it. It's not easy. Yeah. You lost Talbot at the beginning of the season. You, but every team's got adversity. Yeah, you've got to make do with what you've got. So I think he's got to be coaching to win now. And and that means not worry about other people's feelings and how they're going to feel long-term. Mm-hmm. Dennis writes in, oh my God, he's gone, guys. No, I don't think so. I, I do agree with you. If yeah, they if they, they come back, playoffs. if they come back and make the playoffs, how could a group come in and not consider him? Because you know, first of all, you have no idea what they're going to do in the playoffs. And then second of all, you're going to have a group that completely believes in the coach if they come back and yeah. make the playoffs. So... I understand what you're saying, Dennis, is that you think everything's going to change when the ownership changes. But that one, to me, is still up for grabs. And as AJ said, he's coaching for his life here. But but I do think the make-miss playoffs is pr- is probably the line, right? Like, if I was betting money, if they miss the playoffs, man, he'd have to do a hell of a sell job to be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just have to have every player and more go in there and yeah. somehow convince the that new group the that this is the guy. And even if that happened, it would be he'd be on a very short leash. They started poorly next they're year. Not like, getting to six, twelve, and one. Yeah, they're not. Uh, look who we heard from, Doctor Bob. Says he went south eighty on Highway eighty as. It's a little bit warmer for car camping. No actual special stops, but in Iowa, it was zero degrees Monday night. Last night in Utah, 11 degrees. So that's why he went that way. Okay. Just a little bit warmer. Yeah, yeah. Doing the car camping. There you go. And completely understandable. Utah is a beautiful country, too. I'd love to go to Utah. Never been. Just watched a really good special. I don't know if you guys have seen this. It's called The Reluctant Traveler. It's on Apple TV. I've heard about it. It's, it's Eugene Levy. It's Eugene Levy. Yeah, yeah. And he goes to eight different spots around the world as, you know, I think some of it probably is made for television, but he's not a natural want to get out there and see everything and do everything guy. He's a reluctant traveler. And so he goes to different spots. One of the spots he goes to is Utah and absolutely fell in love with it. Yeah. Absolutely fell in love. I with love it. Salt Lake City, and I know a lot has changed, especially since the Olympics in two thousand and two, because they had to make a bunch of changes with so many people coming in. Terms of like before, you essentially needed a license to go and drink at an establishment, mm-hmm. and now it's nothing like that. I mean, I went in two thousand and ten, the last time, and yeah, everything close like. Sundays, they're not serving alcohol there. You're not, you know, there's no liquor stores open on Sunday. And everything closes, like, on the weekends at 1 o'clock. 
So it's a little bit different, but you can still have some fun there. It's a good spot. Apparently there's two froggers. Do we have a do we have a controversy here? Uh, I'm not sure. I yeah, Colt texted in early on in the show cuz you said you met Frogger last I, night I did. in Embrin. And uh Colt texting in to 121200 where standard messaging rates apply. Alert Frogger, who also goes by Murph Frog sometimes, is in Texas for work right now. Not sure which imposter you met, AJ. No, he's not an imposter. Apparently there's two froggers. Maybe uh, Murfrog needs to continue going by Murfrog. Sounds like two people think that their name is Frogger. That's what it sounds like to yeah, me. Then and that's fine. It's okay, right? Yeah. But then when we refer to Frogger on television. It feels like this is a oh, Briar Scotty's problem. WC1. Wildcard w- 1 and Wildcard 2. WC2. We need Frogger 1 and Frogger 2. Text comes in, watched all the episodes, Reluctant Traveler, surprised how good it was, Finland, Utah, South Africa. Those were the three shows that were really good. Uh, I've watched all of them. Love ex- Finland. Except for... Hey, Maddie. Yeah, I love yeah. Finland. They were in... Uh, oh, uh, he was in northern Finland. Oh, I just look at the map. Lamp- uh, Lampera. Um, just northern kind of... Forest. What time of year was he there? It was cold. It was super cold. But because if he was there in the winter, there would be no sunlight. And if he was there in the summer, must there would be there. no nighttime. Yeah. Because it's the, the land of the midnight sun. Feels like it was somewhere in between. <laughs> <laughs> so he got day and night. So one yeah. of the transitional he, seasons. He went out to see the northern lights. They weren't out that night. That's a shame. Yeah. But have you guys ever seen the northern lights? No. Oh. Yes. Unbelievable. Seen, I've been lucky enough to see them like three or four times, once canoe camping in Algonquin Park, one summer at my cottage. It's one of the most breathtaking natural things I've ever seen in my life. And Finland would be a good place to uh, see them. Anyway, really good show. The only one I haven't seen is Tokyo. But he went to a whole bunch of different places. South Africa was really cool, too. Uh, I'll take a break. Come back. A couple of more texts coming in. 12 uh, The news of the day, Cam Talbot's going to be out three weeks for the Ottawa Senators. So there's only one number one option right now, and that's Mad Sogard. So there's no more who should be in goal back-to-back. No, Mad Sogard's going to be in goal until he plays himself out of the net. And hopefully he doesn't do that. Hopefully he takes this opportunity and runs with it. And Ottawa can get themselves back up into uh, a playoff hunt. Lever Sage, AJ Jackovic, Matt Connors Vita. More of the drive coming up on TSN 1200. Let's get back to the drive on the home of the Sens. TSN 1200. Welcome back to the drive here on TSN 1200. Lever Sage, AJ Jackovic, Matt Connors Vita. Going to hear from Matt Sogard in a minute or two. Dennis writes in, I'm owing a pizza to AJ if they make the playoffs. It was back before he left to the World Cup. By the way, I did not reciprocate. I'm not owing anyone for... Yeah, he said that. He owes me nothing. <laughs> he already said that. Okay, just, I didn't feel like that I, was necessary to I, read. I just don't want to be... Uh, nope. 
shelling out pizzas here, whether they make or miss the playoffs. Got a tight budget here. Yes, you do. Uh, Mike wrote in, uh, it, sometimes it's difficult. These texts are so broken up. Um, you, how did you manage to get your tickets to Wrexham? Uh, looking for some pointers. I know it's a tough ticket, but congrats from Mike who's looking for little tips. I am completely piecing about five texts together to try and get that thought out. Simple. You have to buy a membership. If you're buying for more than one, you've got to buy memberships for everybody. They're, they're 20 quid, which is like 33 bucks for the membership. And mm-hmm. the tickets are about the same. The tickets so, are the same. Yeah. Tickets are, I think ours were 19 each. 19 quid. Oh, that's considering the supply and demand issue that they seem to be going. Glad to hear that somebody's not raising ticket prices that much. That sounds like a pretty good deal. But essentially, you have to buy the membership, then you have to be on the ball to, if they say tickets go on sale at 10 a.m., which is five hour difference, you better be on there at about 4.50. Just keep refreshing. Do you see tickets when they come up? You add them, but if you're adding them for someone beyond yourself, you have to add them to your network as well. So you you just got to do some research. That's that's the best I can. Uh... Yeah, be on the ball. Okay, Mike, like AJ. Oh, no, I appreciate the ask. Like AJ, <laughs> be on the ball. But you're right. You you need to, if you're not. Where you and need if to you be know at the you're right not going to be on the ball, don't bother with the membership, right? Like you, right. you need to have all your ducks in a row. AJ got up at four something in the morning to be ready and on the ball. Four, I think four thirty eight. Wake up, four fifty. I was refreshing. Four fifty seven. Tickets came up at five oh two. They were gone, but I got my tickets. And at five oh four, he was singing Super Paul Mullen songs. And then at five probably five oh three, five sixteen, he went to bed. Okay, well, Mike. The the cool thing about it is, and again, it's the it's the reason it was the toughest ticket, probably. I hope for me on this tick on this trip is that there's no like you can't just go to StubHub and right via GoGo or any of these other sites. No backup plan. No, you either get the tickets or you don't, which kind of stinks if you're a tourist. But guess what? It means you're getting an authentic experience there. Mm-hmm. You're not going to like when, when I went to Barcelona, there's 90,000 people there. There's 35,000 tourists. Now I'm one of them. Right. So I get hand up, right. I was, mm-hmm. I'm a hypocrite if I say that I'm not part of that problem, but it's nice to go to a game where there's going to be 10,000 people there and there'll be the odd person like me, but it's mainly going to be wreck some people. You're getting the authentic experience. Hope that answers your question, Mike. Uh, Joe can at least understand what Frogger's going through. That's how he felt when he heard a texter with the handle Courier Joe. So he needed to make the switch to Joe UPS because he heard somebody else with the handle of Courier Joe. And he's like, well, I'm Courier Joe. So there's Courier Joe. And Joe UPS. Joe UPS. Yeah. And of course, Joe the Leafs fan. (laughs) Power rank them as you wish. Well, I don't know enough about Courier Joe. And you met Joe the Leafs fan, though. Yes, I did. 
And you know what? He was everything I thought he was going to be and more. And I mean that in a really good way. Like he was over the top, taking shots at you and Matt and the rest of the station, of course, not taking a shot to me because he was in person with me. And I'm sure as soon as he left, he would have taken about a million. But after all the shots came out, it was like, that guy's a really good guy. You know what I mean? Like he's just a classic sports fan, knows his stuff. You get past all of the frivolity of the shots against each other. He's just a good guy. The thing I appreciate about Joe the Leafs fan is that, you know what? When I called him out to call the show when they got pumped, the Leafs did by the Senators in Toronto. He called. He called. Yep. Yeah. And he's nervous as hell going into the playoffs, as well as he should be. But he'll call if the Leafs lose to Tampa in the first round. He'll call. And he'll be upset, but he'll call, which is awesome. Uh, we've done enough here to get to the top of the hour without playing Mad Sogard. So how about we come back with Mad Sogard? We can come back with Ottawa's starting goaltender here the next three weeks. There you go. A bit of a tease into what you need to know. Uh, James Darwin will join us. Terry Gray will join us later on in the program. Formerly of BN Sports, International Women's Day. She has a great story. Works in the area, not in sports anymore. But really interesting what she does. And a wealth of knowledge when it comes to some different sports. So we'll talk to Terry. And a lot of good texts coming in. 12-1200. Mad Sogard is your new starting goaltender with Cam Talbot out. We'll give you the details when we come back. Hour 2 of The Drive on TSN 1200.